Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to an exciting schedule release edition of the Grizz Den podcast. John Kraft is in the house. What's up, John? Uh, not much. I'm very, this is always an exciting day for me because that means that the NBA season is not that far away. It's true. So it's always exciting. Ty Smith Sr. in the house. In the house, indeed. In, in your house. In in my house, indeed. Yeah. Happy to be here. Well, uh, Brantley was not able to join us tonight, but he's here in spirit. We are going to dive in to the schedule that was released this afternoon. We're recording on a Thursday night, so it was released at about 2 p.m. Of course, there was a ton of uh, information that just flooded uh, everybody's Twitter feeds, all the websites, a lot of articles to digest. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been keyed in only on the Grizzlies schedule today. Of course, every other team's was also released, and there's some interesting um, you know, predictions and things like that based on the schedule, and we had a lot to uh, that was the schedule was going to affect this year in particular for, for this team. Uh, but also, about a week ago, we got the first few games that were leaked by Shams, that was a Christmas Day games, which the Grizzlies were not on. I don't know about you guys, but I did not expect to be on Christmas after everything that happened this offseason. We also had the opening night games and also the in-season tournament games were released as well. So we were able to see that, for instance, we were going to have a home game against Phoenix the Friday uh, after Thanksgiving, which is going to be potentially on our list, which we're going to do our annual schedule draft, which we'll introduce later on in the podcast. But before we dive into the schedule and everything that it means, Kraft, what was the number one thing that you were anticipating, looking out for with the schedule release, a question in your head that was going to be answered by this release? Right. I'm going to cheat a little bit and do two. One, on just pure personal basis, uh, uh, the uh, I know y'all think that I do Grizz 10 full time, but I do have a day job uh, that's actually sort of a night job. And so one big interesting thing for me is 
that I am always busy on Wednesday nights. And so I'm always in, interested to know how many Wednesday home games there will be since I am a season ticket holder. So that's how many like were the there this year? Did so you count? Not, yeah, not that many. It's actually pretty good for good. the most part. Uh, but well, the nice thing is the Wednesday home games we do have uh, tend to be uh, during kind of holidays and other things, which is when I'm not having to work on Wednesdays. So that's nice. Uh, but then, but uh, you know, so that's like personal notes. But the real thing, I honestly that I was seeing, think wanting to see was. What was the what were the first twenty five games going to be like, and would they be manageable um, without Jaw? You know, would how what kind of what would our record be looking like? And it's interesting because I feel like similar to last year, uh, we have it feels like we have a a lighter early schedule and a heavier later schedule, which, like I said, was similar to last year, although last year uh, we were missing Jaron for the first 15 games. Um, and then this year it's going to be we're missing Jaw. And so so that was that was kind of probably the number one thing. Ty, what about you? Um, I think initially I was curious about the, uh, the national TV games, how many there would be. Last year we had 18. Uh, this year we have a little less than that, but I still was, I think Brantley said this too, so we have 13 games on national TV this year. Um, and Brantley was like kind of surprised by that many. Uh, I kind of am too. Um, glad to see it, but when you look at the first, um, you know, 25 games of the season for whatnot, technically we only have one uh, theoretically before Jaws 25 game return. Um, and then I guess obviously 12 after that. So it seems like we're packing it on when, when they expect Jaw to be back, which makes sense. So that was kind of my first, I was just curious to see if not only have, you know, just everyone involved in the NBA has just completely forgotten about the Grizzlies. Cause it seems like everyone's forgetting, forgetting about the Grizz. I'm surprised, you know, OKC doesn't have 40 national televised <laughs> games. Um, so I was curious at that. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you too. That was kind of what I was watching out for as well. I um, I really did think that they were still going to have the Grizzlies on a bunch because, if anything, I think the John Morant story is now more interesting during the season. And how is he going to respond? He uh, took a big step back, and all the spotlight's on. Uh. I agree. I don't think the Grizzlies are going to get a whole lot of pub until he does return. And I think it's worth noting right now that, yes, there's it's a 25-game suspension, but that's not set in stone. Technically, it could end up being more if Ja doesn't meet this criteria that was laid out that is still a little bit unclear, and I doubt that we're ever going to know all of what the criteria was and is. And so we, we all have maybe a, a couple of dates that we're circling on, on Jaws' return, which, which happened after the in-season tournament, which we'll talk about here soon. But yeah, same thing. I think you know they intentionally put, put heavy, heavy on the back end uh, of the schedule. I am also, Kraft, to your point, a, a, a brand new season ticket holder, which I'm very excited about. And one of the things that... I was looking for immediately was when were the two Lakers home games because I know that the uh, the resale game is strong for those two games in particular and I was very disappointed to see that the first one isn't until March 27th yeah, which is like 
10 or 11 games before the end of the season. And then, of course, the second home game is the second to last game of the season, which there's an argument to be made. It could end up being the best case scenario, depending on seeding, things like that. That could happen. People expect the Lakers to be better this year. I personally don't. But they, if they are, and I'm proven wrong, then that game could be really important coming down the stretch. So, And also, I just feel like Lakers fans just come out of the woodworks, unfortunately. Um, so you might see me there. You might not, depending on it. But uh, just to get into the schedule a little bit, uh, we can go around and maybe talk about some of the things after after looking through that we found interesting. But I'll, I'll just give some stats here. We have 14 back-to-backs. Seven of the 14 are home-and-home. Home. Three of the 14 are road and road, so that leaves four, which is kind of a home and away, uh, which sometimes, ar- arguably, you could you know, say that, that those are the worst kind where you play one at home, one away, uh, a lot of travel there, because when you're road, road, sometimes you're just already in that road mode, and um, didn't mean to rhyme there, but I did. And we ha- also have two... <laughs> Hashtag road mode, there you go. Uh, we have two different sets both against Portland. So we play Portland back-to-back early on in the season, and we play Portland back-to-back again later on in the season. Those are the four times that we play Portland. Um, Very weird. We always have some Western Conference teams that we only play three times instead of four, and those teams this year, there's six of them, Golden State, Sacramento, Utah, Minnesota, OKC, and Phoenix. I think it's worth noting that in the in-season tournament, there are a couple games that we we really don't know the opponent yet. And I read in this NBA memo that they're going to try to err on the side of scheduling games that we might only have three games against the opponent already on the schedule. So we could very well see Gold State, Sacramento, Utah, Minnesota, OKC, and Phoenix for a fourth game. Um, So that's something to watch out for. Um, The best month in terms of... Uh, home games is February. The worst month is December. Um, so most amount of away games in December. I think it's the last couple of notes I'll make on my end. If y'all have any uh, things that you noticed about the schedule, um, uh, throw them out there. But the very last, I would say, month or so of the schedule is going to be super interesting because we have, I'm counting them out now, one, two, three, four away games, then a home game, and then three more away games. So what is that? That's seven and eight games. And then we end the season five of six at home. So it's heavy on the road and then uh, heavy at home down to the home stretch. So it's going to be a pretty crucial part of the season, especially if we expect the team to, um, you know, struggle early on without jaw, which we can we can talk about our expectations there. But Kraft, did you notice anything else about the schedule that I haven't yeah, discussed? I mean, I, yeah, just kind of backing off on that too before I throw out a couple observations that you know, that it's kind of weird because you look and it's like, man, we play, you know, uh of the Western team conference teams that did not make the playoffs last year, we play a lot of them early. And that's kind of like a double, you know, it's, it's a weird, it's like a good, because we know we're not going to have jaw. We're going to be acclimating, I think to Marcus Smart and Derek Rose a little bit, uh, you know, and so the positive is, okay, we have play some beat winnable teams. The negative is like what happened to us with Utah and Portland last year, which is both of them were really trying hard early on in the season 
and uh, we took a couple lumps from them. And then later on in the season, when they were starting to rest people, starting to get in like development mode and other things, you know, other teams uh, were getting to play them and we weren't playing them. So, so it's a, it's it's a kind of like an interesting, you know, we have those two at Portland games. You know, who knows? I mean, right now, like for all we know, they might you know, have a Dame Lillard still at that point and is he playing? And so it's, it's a very interesting, that early uh, schedule is very interesting to me. A lot of, a lot of games against Portland, Utah, Houston, Dallas, and all teams that weren't good last year. So that'll be interesting. Um, You know, one thing that, that was uh, interesting to me as well was just, um, you know, interesting that they didn't give us a Christmas game, but it is interesting they gave us a lot of games, uh, you know, like on New Year's Eve, a really good game against Sacramento. Uh, obviously, the MLK game gave us, I think, the the, the prime MLK game against the Warriors. Uh, that uh, they definitely, you know, we, we're no longer part of Rivalry Week this week, this time. I saw apparently we're unrivaled uh, this year, but uh, but I but I do think they they've tried to put every time we play the Lakers, they put us on on TV. Um, it seems like, or at least like NBA TV and stuff like that. Um, it seems, and so maybe not, maybe one we don't have, but uh, so I think that's cool too that they're kind of that the teams we play in the playoffs. They year just want to showcase us against the future, you know, upcoming MVP Austin Reeves. Yeah, you know, I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> He's gonna win MVP, guys. Have y'all seen him in this? In this, uh, oh yeah. I just hope that he and Jaron aren't becoming. He's the friends. greatest player I've ever seen. Yeah, Austin Reeves, right behind Josh Giddy. I just can't believe that the Lakers. I mean, I can, but the Lakers and Warriors between twenty six and thirty uh, national TV games yeah. between the two of them. That's just crazy. Uh, one other, just little note, and then I'll let one of y'all go for a little bit. Um, I find that uh, I was annoyed also that the two Denver games, one is the second game of the season uh, when we don't have jaw and the other is the very last game of the season, which, you know, barring again, might be an important game for one of us, but most likely I think, uh, especially Denver who I expect to be very good. I feel like that's a game where they're, they're almost uh, sure to be resting people. So that was a little sad to, to, to kind of like I was looking – I was like very much wanting to see when we were going to play Denver along with the Lakers. And I feel like we kind of got messed over a little bit there with the home schedule. So that was a little disappointing. A few things to just to note. Uh, players that have left the Grizzlies the first time that we're going to to see them in an opposite uniform. Third game of the season at Washington – Tyus Jones revenge game will be will be on revenge watch which is Ty. that's a total game that that ever that we would completely expect to win but that is a huge it's a track huge game. L looming right there I can't wait for the you know the 11 and 7 from Tyus just <laughs> yeah which is another you know which is another Four unfortunate assists, so zero good, turnovers guys. we have the we have the Tyus revenge game we also have the, the Wizards actually are trying game too like whereas if Jordan we Poole is going to score 50 just Mark it down. Uh, 30 for, 13 for 30 from the field <laughs> no for, for Jordan Poole. Dylan Brooks, Wednesday at... Also 13 for Wednesday, 30. Wednesday, <laughs> uh, November 22nd at Houston. That'll be the first time that uh, Dylan plays his old team. And then the, uh, the return to FedEx Forum is not until December 15th. So uh, I'm very curious to see how that goes. 
I know. I mean, it'll it could be end the up in the draft. It'll be great, I, but it'll be very interesting to just like. I really hope that you can hear our bench just yell "shoot it" every time he touches it. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I will say that if uh, Brantley is not here tonight, but I have a feeling that is a game that he will be in attendance for, if for at all sure. possible. Uh, Marcus Smart, the first game he'll have against Boston mm. is Sunday, November 19th in Memphis. And then his return to Boston is an ESPN nationally televised game on February 4th. So those are kind of the the, the big three, as in two that, that left, one that is now on our team. Um, the in-season tournament, I think is is the wrinkle of all wrinkles right here in the middle of the schedule, which which if you are unfamiliar, Kraft is going to break it down for us in just a second. But all I will say is mark your calendars in November every Tuesday and Friday, except for Election Day, which is the first Tuesday in November. There will be quote-unquote tournament games going on. So the Grizzlies will have... have uh, have their games that they're going to four of them because there's uh there's five in a group, but I'll let Kraft take the floor here. Yeah. Let me explain it real quick. And then I'd actually love to hear from y'all what y'all like think about it. Um, so the in season tournament, I know, uh, you know, it's kind of Adam silver, uh, sort of trying to emulate the soccer, uh, the way that European soccer does it, which has sort of multiple trophies throughout the year, trying to get people, excited about the regular season, especially the early part uh, when football is going on. And I think, and as you will notice, I think very uh, interestingly that the, the games are on Tuesday and Friday nights, two nights uh, that there's some high school football on Friday, obviously, but staying away from college football and the NFL as much as possible there uh, early in the season. But basically we're going to be playing four games um, every team will be, but specific for the Grizzlies, we're in a group with uh, Phoenix Suns, L.A. Lakers, Utah Jazz, and Portland Trailblazers, and we're going to play those four teams. And the winner of that group uh, will kind of will go on to this knockout stage. And of course, you know, uh, obviously, if you win all four, uh, that looks really good, um, and then you're for sure going to go. Um, but then um, I think there's probably going to be a lot of people that are three and one, two and two, and there's going to be a lot of tiebreakers. Interesting. Obviously, the first tiebreaker is just winning head to head, which if two teams are three and one, that's going to be an easy solution. Uh, then it's going to be what I find interesting is the next tiebreaker is about point differential. And I just find that interesting because these still are regular season games that count. You know, and and I just think back to like the the Grizzlies Thunder game I was at where we won by seventy three, um, and also just games where you're gonna unload the bench. It's just as interesting to me if start if in those games teams are gonna maybe leave their players in a little longer and actually care like how much the the teams will even care at all about these games. Uh, think that way or they're just going to treat them like regular season games. I think that's going to be the first where we see if there's any difference is like, Oh, are they going to try to mess with the tiebreakers? Uh, I found it very interesting that after point differential, the tiebreaker is regular season record last year. So in that way, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to get there because it's really hard to both not have, um, not have a, 
you know, a tiebreaker that's affected by wins and then point differential. Um, but also these tiebreakers work for like all sorts of other things too, with like home court advantage and other things. So basically if we win the tiebreaker, we're going to go, uh, I mean, it, the, the winners of the, the, the six groups are going to go to the knockout stage and there's going to be two wild cards, which I think actually is where these tiebreakers are more going to come into play. And that's where I think it's interesting that we have one of the best records uh, in the league last year. And I think that could potentially be something that's worked in, uh, but then also point differential. So there'll be six of the, of the pot winners of each group and then two wild card and they're going to play and then they'll be, and they'll be home and road. And notably and it's West versus East. It's by West the way. versus East. So, so the yeah. So three winners of the West groups plus one, one wild West card, wild, card wild card. Right. will play so, each other. So they'll play each other. Um, and, and it'll be for rec, you know, with all those tiebreakers I just talked about factored in and how they, whether you have a home game, whether you have a road game, and then uh, the winners of those games will go on uh, to the semifinals and that's played in Vegas. And then, uh, you know, and then basically after those games, the winners of those games will play basically an, an extra 83rd game, just the two people in the championship game. Uh, the four quarterfinal losers uh, that like that make it out, uh, they either win the group or that wild card. They will end up playing each other uh, for their like 82nd game. And and so it's very interesting because uh, and all the people who don't qualify, they're going to all be put um with with games like what you're saying and so we're pro- most likely we're going to be playing uh a couple west teams that we only play three times we're going to be playing them another time and they tr- they're going to try to do it so that everybody gets a home and a road game so everybody still actually gets the 41 and 41 but there is i think there's going to be a scenario where one or two teams uh either get an extra home game or an extra road game just depending on how things work out which is interesting little wrinkle as again uh, maybe this is getting too personal. As a season ticket holder, I'm intrigued what happens if we only get 40 home games and not 41. Uh, if there's maybe if if the Grizzlies will address that at all or not. So, but that's something you know. If that happens, we can get we can talk about that because I think that'll be upsetting to fans if that happens. But, uh, but all that said is, finally the two teams that make it all the way they'll play, and then there's a, a large financial reward. Uh, for the people that make it to the knockout round, but especially the winners, they each player will get five hundred thousand dollars. Which you know, for for Jaron, for Jaw, for Bane, people roll their eyes at that. But we have a lot of players on our team where five hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. Um, you know, it's probably one third to twenty, you know, twenty five percent to thirty three percent of what they make in a year already. And so that that'll be a big deal, and it'll be interesting to see. I'm intrigued to see how seriously teams take this how much maybe the stars want to do this for some of their guys at the end of the bench that make less. Um, and that's sort of my interest, but overall, I mean, I'd like to hear from y'all overall. I'm excited about, cause it's just a new thing to care about. I'm excited about any, I love regular season NBA. I love it starting in October, but I know most, most of my friends and probably some of y'all that listen to the podcast kind of listen to our podcast, but then really get involved in NBA basketball, maybe in January, February. And I hope this is something that maybe will get people excited about watching some games, bring a little extra juice to a few of the games we play in the regular season. Um, and so I'm actually pretty intrigued by it. But what do y'all think? I'm also intrigued, and I made this point at the tail end of our last podcast, which is you're just basically putting something on top of a regular season that was going to happen anyway. So why not make it a little bit more interesting? Uh, If you do have that 83rd game in Vegas, I think there's going to be enough hype and marketing around it 
that the players will they just can't help but uh, be competitive. And especially when you have that much on the line, I did read through the NBA's memo on their website through, and it takes you. If you thought that that description was confusing and had a lot of minutia, uh, you did a great job explaining. But it's still not going to really make sense until we see it play out once. I think so. uh, You know, don't no shame if you don't understand it after one read through. Read through, but. When I was reading uh, the the memo, there actually is a bigger prize pool than just the winners. So there still is going to be some level of financial incentive to make it to Vegas. Um, I personally think that the most fun scenario for the Grizzlies is going to be uh, to have make it past the group stage and host a game in the knockout stage before. Vegas and and that'll be I think just it's going to be almost like a a surprise. We're not going to know who we're going to play until that time and it's a big home game with actual stakes at the end of November or early December, excuse me. And that that specific game I think will be really fun. And of course everybody's going to tune in to the Vegas thing cuz it's brand new and we're going to all be interested to see what reactions are how seriously the players are going to take it. But I I really do hope that we somehow are uh, play well enough without jaw to to at least qualify yeah, for that knockout stage. Well, and I think one one cool thing is like if you know if, if you watch the World Cup, which is those group stage type stuff, you know, usually oftentimes in that fourth game or the last game in a group, somebody's already been kind of eliminated, and so they're just kind of playing for pride. But one of the nice things I think is that if you're a team who needs another team to lose to advance, well, you know at least that the team that's already been eliminated, well, it's a regular season game for them. They still want to win it uh, just for their 82-game record. And so I do think in that sense that it will kind of retain some competition competition throughout. And, you know, and I just think it's funny. And honestly, I mean, for me, just purely for the fact that two of the teams in our group are probably two of the three teams I hate the most right now in the NBA. I mean, the Lakers are for sure always number one hated team. The fact that they're in our group is enough for me to just just you know make sure the Lakers do not get out of our group um, because that is the thing you know and and people kind of laugh this doesn't really mean anything I'm telling you if the Lakers fans or the Warriors fans win this trophy thing they will talk about it the whole year it'll be a thing um, you know and and so I think at least just in that sense I think there is a little bit of competitive juice and I'm excited about it and like you said I think it really is that is my biggest hope is that we get to at least the knockout phase and that we've done well enough in the group stage that we get a home court uh you know a home a home game in the final in the elite eight of this tournament because I think it will I think FedEx Forum will be uh it'll be it'll be a raucous I don't I don't know if it'll hit playoffs but it'll be a pretty awesome regular season home crowd I would believe and it's a guaranteed national tv game as well so just another one that add to the front of the schedule I am I am very intrigued by how awkward the celebration after the championship of the NBA Cup is going to be because you know that players are going to be self-aware enough where they don't want to pull a Patrick Beverly winning a play-in game and they don't want to become a meme online for celebrating too hard, but they also are competitors and they're going to be excited and there's going to be so much hype, like I said, put around this. I think it's going to be really funny to watch how they react. I think you're giving NBA players 
way too much credit when it comes to awareness. This is coming from Carl Anthony Towns not that long ago saying what they did making the play-in was more impressive than what Denver did. Maybe it's just a Minnesota which is problem. Winning the title and sweeping the Lakers in the semis of the West. Yeah. I, mean, I think it, I think NBA players are all psychos. And so you're saying they're going to be overly excited. Well, I think it just depends on who it is. Like a part of me thinks like my kind of overarching thing is theme is like it still doesn't really matter yet. I don't think. No. Um, that's right so like the clippers they are not going to care one bit the lakers probably not going to care one bit like the suns probably are going to be you know could care less about it i think it's going to be again i think it's going to be like your the okc's and the portland's and all these other teams that are like let's make a stand it's like it's almost like the bubble stuff you know like a part of me is like San Antonio is another one. Like let's go on like a little three game run where we play really well and then something great happens. And then grand scheme of things, like I can't wait for someone to win the NBA cup. And the next day everyone's like, what do you think they stack up in the playoffs? And like starting talking about like playoff seedings and how they match up. It's just so different when it's just simply like a one game thing. And then you move on. Um, I've got a prediction for other, the so champion. My, my prediction is just going to be chaos. And a very average team, in my opinion, that's my take, is probably going to win. And my other take is it is going to mean absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. I am going to go ahead and put something on the record here. I probably shouldn't. It's way too early. <laughs> but I think that the New York Knickerbockers are going to be the NBA Love Cup it. The first NBA Cup champions because they have Tom Thibodeau, who is all about just, I mean, he's going to grind his starters to death. Uh, they they play more minutes than anyone. It's also uh, pretty early in the season. I mean, Jalen Brunson's going to be fresh off of FIBA, game leading, 20, a, leading USA to like a great performance in the FIBA Cup. He's going to be on cloud nine. Julius Randle is the most annoying player in the apart from Austin Reeves, I'm just expecting the Austin New York Knicks Reeves. to try. Um, but I I think it would be the NBA's worst nightmare for someone to win the NBA Cup and then immediately make fun of it and like act like they're excited and like make a joke, a real joke of it on TV and just to see what the reaction is going to be because this first one is going to set the tone. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's like the All-Star game when they implemented the Elam ending. The Stars took it seriously and all of a sudden was like, oh, we take it seriously, but then you know the, it's devolved. When have since you thought then. about that since then? Exactly. No, that's right. what I mean. It's it's yeah. it's going to be one of two things. I mean, at the very least, I mean, I do feel like there's going to be a little sense of like, hey, let's win this game and then have a really fun night out of the town with our new five hundred thousand dollars each. I mean, I don't. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, it, it is gone interesting. In like, it's gone. <laughs> what I mean, part of me wonders. I mean, and this is. I mean, th- y'all probably seriously roll your eyes at this, but I do wonder when we get into the like. What's gonna What's gonna really determine the longevity of this? Is players taking it seriously? And is in fifteen twenty years when we're talking about the great teams, is somebody winning this thing and then winning the title? Is that taken with any sense of seriousness at all? Like, hey, look, they they dom like a team do- winning the cup, dominating the regular season, and winning a title, and that being just like a little thing that somebody can throw in there is like this is why this team was just so great this year. Or is it going to just be kind of like like you said, like cute, a lot of cute stories, a lot of fun? So it'll be interesting to see. I just don't think so. Yeah, I think a pool play where it's it's just so random. It's so early in the year, like. To me, this is solely to try to put 
like some type of importance. And also, to me, it's like so early in the season. Like, if you love the NBA, you are still absolutely locked in at this point. Like, to me, it's like your Februaries and like all star break time. That's when you just like really lose interest. Like, like I said earlier, this is like John may even, might even be back for this and he's only going to miss 25 games. Like, this is so early in the season. Uh, like, teams aren't even themselves. And like, to me, it's so hard because if you want to even put it anywhere close to, like, the importance of, like, a playoff series and stuff like that, like, you see really good regular season teams. Like, I mean, do y'all remember Milwaukee before they won the title? The story around them was, like, they can't do it in the playoffs. They can't do it in the playoffs. I don't think a team is going to be like, they can't do it in the playoffs, but they won that NBA Cup that one time. I just think everything is solely based on, like, the playoffs are so awesome and – such a test of who the best team is is a because usually if you look back through the years it's really hard to find a team that actually won the title and say they were not the best team that season you could you know that's kind of funneling out injury no, yeah. stuff right like when toronto won very healthy golden state team is better than toronto Right, that's pretty clear. But they were hurt. I, 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 my, I have a hot take of still baiting that a little bit. But oh, I, I, I know, know. your. I get I your know. point, though. I get your point. So my thing about the NBA Cup is it's truly just like a one-game sample size is absolutely nothing, especially in the NBA. Like a shooting variance game. Oh, yeah. Like no, for to sure. me, this is going to mean absolutely nothing, especially when you compare it to the Larry O.B. L.O.B., uh, man. As Kawhi called it that one time. Yep. I just think it's going to be like, oh, this is fun. This is cute. This is for like young teams to kind of get excited about because oh, they may have a chance to win like three game, three out of five games and like make some noise. But no team, I don't think, like with true championship aspirations is going to care about this one bit. If the Grizzlies... I don't know if fans, hot take, are going to care about it that much either. If like, the Grizzlies make the Final Four, can we all commit to go out to Vegas? <laughs> And support. Can we all verbally agree? Okay. Uh, well, I will later. say one other little funny little random thing that I saw uh, doing, getting way too nuanced in this uh, last couple of days uh, that I found funny was that, you know, because it's when we have 30 teams, so, and they want to keep, you know, they want to make it west and west and east, east, but there's going to be in the, in those two games from the losers of all the groups. There's going to be two teams that have to play East West. And what's interesting is they talked about how that's going, the, the teams that have to do get an extra East West game uh, are going to be the ones who do the, the worst. And so it's interesting to me that basically uh, the way that the wiggle room they gave themselves is I think if teams don't, don't um, aren't competitive and don't take this seriously. And the ones that are that's that like have the worst records in this in this group thing that that I w- I'm going to be very interested to see how the NBA <laughs> schedules them. And I'm telling you that the team, if like so and so team does not take uh, this in season tournament very seriously, you're going to find them going from coast to coast on the road against uh, the other conference game. Uh, for their like extra game, they're gonna. I think the it's gonna be interesting to see what David, what uh, Adam Silver does uh, with like kind of how he schedules those other two games. Because I think it'll be funny to see the matchups they give people because I think they're gonna punish some teams if they feel like they're not taking the in season tournament uh, seriously. Hmm. All right, I think it's about that time uh, for the annual 
schedule draft. How now, many rounds are we doing? Um, I was thinking maybe Seven? four. Four. <laughs> uh, let's go. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Let's go ten rounds. Uh, <laughs> ten no, deep. So All, yeah. The prompt Every here. Game. The prompt here is essentially we're gonna pretend like. Uh, Kraft, Ty, and I all share not only season tickets to the Grizzlies home games, we get a ticket to every away game as well. Um, There's only one ticket, though, and we're doing a draft to decide who gets what games. And we're going to do the first four rounds of this theoretical draft. Um, You know, in reality, we would draft the entire season, Um, but we're also going to pretend that we're available every single night. For of these course. games, okay. What else would um, we have so, to do? You know, no personal uh, excuses here. No. We are we no are tr- lives, but Grizzlies. That's games. right. That's we are it. trying to pick the best games for the people. And if you have a situation similar to this in reality, where you're having to draft the best games, maybe use this. We are doing podcast this for that individual as a this is guide. Why we are doing this. That's right. And if you have a private jet to make it to any away game, that also wouldn't hurt. In this scenario, because I have a feeling there might be a couple away games taken um, that are important. Um, so I, I think that we should start. We should make this an annual tradition to st- whoever has won the uh, betting competition from the prior season gets oh, to start nice. that makes sense. the uh, yeah. the schedule draft every year. And oh my gosh, that was me back to back. So I'm going to start. On and your $3 bets. We're going to go in clockwise order. So Kraft is going to be next. Then Ty uh, is going to be third, but it's a snake style. So Ty, That's you're right, going to have baby. two picks. Back to back. We're going to go four rounds and we'll see how it goes at the end of the fourth. If we want to keep going, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm open to it. But um, I think, guys, there is a clear, a clear 1-1 in this, in this schedule. And it is not one that I would have. If you showed me this schedule th- a year ago, it would be. Crap, if you showed you know? me this schedule a year ago, I would I say this is absurd. Why would you? Why would you even pick this game? This is so random. But we are in a very unique situation where our superstar is going to be out for the first twenty-five games of, of the season, and the very first time he is going to be back playing. We think. We expect we in the FedEx Forum, and I'm putting my chips on the table because obviously it's not guaranteed, but I do believe there is a 95% chance that John Morant will step foot on the court at FedEx Forum for the first time in front of fans in the 2023-2024 season at home against Indiana. And that is on Thursday, December 21st. Huge Halliburton fan, that's what it is. <laughs> I think... I think truly, I think truly, this is going to be the most anticipated game of the season. And you can try and prove me wrong, but I really think there is nothing more important than our superstar returning. Um, I think people welcome him back with open arms. Not only if the Grizzlies are, you know, the Grizzlies might be doing great, they might be doing poorly. It doesn't matter. He is back and is going to be ready to destroy the NBA. And I cannot wait to witness it. Of course, we don't think we think that his very first game might be before no, that. It'll be it'll be the home game. But we'll see. Sure. I don't know. There's I don't, a, you don't think though. I think he might play at New Orleans. No. All right. No, 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 but no, that's no. my that's my first pick. He def, he's and on, I cannot the, wait for it's it. It's our first national TV How is game. He get I mean, it's our, well, it's our first TNT game. We have Marcus Martin, D Rose. Like, where's y'all fit in that rotation? <laughs> All right. I'm going to be taking notes, by the way, so that we don't duplicate uh, picks. Yes. All right. Good so. Call. 
that's a good one. The eighth round's gonna be that is a good one, and honestly, that's a safer one uh, because I, I I do think the game before is potential uh, the at New Orleans because that is a TNT game. It does you taking make, that one. It does feel I'm not. That's not what I'm picking. Okay. But I, but uh, so my pick, and this might be. I mean, people might say this is lame, but um, this is this is my personal draft. So mm-hmm. uh, it's my ticket. So for me. Uh, I think uh, I would go um, day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, November 24th, uh, Phoenix Suns. A couple reasons. One, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, It's a little earlier of a game, which I think is fun. I think that uh, obviously you have Kevin Durant coming in. Uh, every time Kevin Durant comes into the FedEx Forum, it feels like we it's a fun game. Uh, you know, I think about last year, it seems forever ago now, the Nets game with him and Kyrie Irving uh, battling it out with Jaw and, and Bane. Dez, Pro- yeah, possibly one of my favorite home games of the year last year. Um, I think they scored 90 yeah, points I mean, between the four. And that, you know, <laughs> that was the... the ben Simmons' uh, sixth foul? Yes, Ben Simmons' sixth foul, that. I mean, it, you know, that was the we really missed Jaron game because we could not stop them. Fortunately, yeah. they could not stop us either. Uh, so, and, you know, obviously I have my own hot takes about Phoenix, so I'm very determined to cheer against them. I also just think it's interesting. It's the fourth. It is the last game of this group, uh, this group stage of the in-season tournament and so it very well could have ramifications for us going to the quarterfinals craft you're too big on i know i'm too tournament. big on the in-season tournament <laughs> we have to i'm work just on saying I'm, I'm just trying to layer on the reasons the main reason is i think it's i looking at our schedule uh obviously you could say denver i just who knows who's going to be playing for denver it's so early in the season um you know it's still october but i think day after thanksgiving um It'll be in between college football games. I think I think that will be the first great home crowd of the season, and uh, and like I said, the little bit of the in season tournament thing is interesting to me too. But obviously, the biggest is just we're playing uh, against a team that is bringing Booker, bringing Durant, bringing Bill. Uh, there's not going to be much defense played by them. I just think I think uh, it'll be a super fun home game. So that's mine. Ty, first round pick. What you got? Easiest one on the board. Craft, I can't believe you picked that one. Will, I guess I, I get your point, but whatever. It's the MLK day game. Yeah, it's, it's always clear a first as day. I just don't get how this is not number one. It's the first time we play Golden State. I, I it's want, Golden State. I, I at care home. about. I care about playing playing good teams. It's Golden State <laughs> at home. It's TNT. It's at a great time. Five o'clock. Dream for that start time. Love that. Um. Yeah, I just I think that's I think that's such a fun game. Everything surrounding MLK Day for the Grizz is awesome. Um, the way they highlight certain players and certain you know whether that's NBA former players and just kind of people in general revolved around that is awesome. Um, MLK obviously a huge person. Um, really really great to honor him. Uh, it's just a big kind of big day for Memphis in general. Um, and I love that that's our first matchup against Golden State. Um, yeah. And you would think Ja would be back. That would be our full squad. Yeah. Um, no, great pick, great pick. Our new f- first team, All-NBA, Jaron Jackson Jr. is just going to be hitting his stride around that around that time. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so it, nice. It would have it possibly been my next pick. But. I'm glad I took it from you. All right, yeah. Ty, you're in the snakes. So you All got right, the first pick of the second give round. Give me a minute. 
Okay, so honestly, I thought of this. It's probably a, a bad pick, but you know what? Like you said, this is this is this is my my choice. I'm going the opener. Uh, always, always a great. It's pick. super fun. We went last year to the opener, and it was awesome. Um, I believe it was against the Knicks. And overtime game. The game was kind of weird. Jaw had his braided hairstyle, which is always yep. a, you never know what you're gonna Eyes get emoji. with braided Jaw. He was awesome. Um, I remember watching and being like, this is Aldama Cat. He can actually play a little bit. Uh, I think the opener is going to be fun. I think we're going to beat New Orleans. I think New Orleans is the team that everyone's going to be like, this is the year. And then Jaron's going to hang like 30 and 15 on him. Marcus March is going to be locking up uh, Zion. And everyone's going to be like, oh, I thought they lost that defender in Dylan. And Marcus Smart's going to be like, I live for this. Uh, it's just going to be so fun. Um and I can't wait to watch Steve-O once again show that he's much better player than uh, long but not forgotten Jonas. Uh, I got the opener as my, my second pick. Two solid picks. All right, so um, last year I picked all home games, um, uh, kind of trying to keep it real. But uh, So this year I want to change it up and as pick the a kids road say. game. As the kids say. <laughs> That some some kids might have said that was mid to just Hello, pick all of them games. So uh, <laughs> we like to keep it real here. Keep it real. Keep it pod. real. Don't be sus. Yeah. Don't be sus. Uh, don't. Yeah. Don't cap. Um, <laughs> do not cap. Do not cap. Uh, no. So I'm going with January fifth. And we'll have already played them once, but what I want to be, I want to be in L.A. January fifth. I love against that. the Lakers with Jaw back. I expect yeah. you to that be is, there. That is that is what I want. Um, I just think uh, I I already can't wait for that game. Um, New Year, I'll be super excited. Um, Coming from schools Toronto. haven't started back. Get on, you know, take the whole family out to L.A. I love and that. watch uh, watch Jaw. Um, in just total vengeance mode uh, against the Lakers. I like that pick. That's a good one, Crap. All right. Um, back to back here, second and third round picks. I am going to go. Remember, this is, you know, we're, we're teleporting to, to this game. And I think this is going to be really, really cool to witness. And it's going to be the uh, Sunday, February 4th game oh, at Boston. Oh, this was my next pick. It is going to be the first time Marcus Martin has, it plays in Boston since the trade. It is on ESPN. It is a really important game. We don't play Boston, but twice a year. Um, the first one is in Memphis, which we discussed earlier. But this one is going to be extra special. It's going to be bigger than just this game. Um, and by then, I think Marcus Smart will have absolutely ingratiated himself with the Memphis fans, I think Great he will work. be he will be a Grizz uh, a like word, through right? and through, and so that is going to be my uh, my second round pick is that game. I'm very very excited about it. Um, my next pick is there's so there's nothing better than having uh, a long weekend, particularly particularly one where you have Monday off. Mm. Now we have a game on a Sunday night before one of these holidays, and that's not only any holiday, it is New Year's Eve. And we have a Sunday night matchup with the Sacramento Kings on New Year's Eve here in Memphis. The entire world 
is going to have the next day off, and we can just go all out. And Sacramento is a really fun opponent. They're going to be, I think, uh, trying just as hard this year as they were last year to, uh, and, and, and honestly, too, John, I think, is just going to be hitting his stride. He's going to be about four or five games in. Him and Fox is always a really fun matchup, and I think it'll be just a great game all around. And so I'm, I'm very, very excited to make a night out of this particular matchup against the Sacramento Kings. That was a very good choice. That, that, was, that was probably next on my board. I'm going to try to make a strategic pick here. I have one, but I don't think Ty is going to pick it. So I'm going to I'm going to uh, go with a different one um, because my two my final two. I'm, I'm you know this is my this is the this is the fantasy football uh, strategy here of I don't think Ty is going to pick my other <laughs> one. Uh, so and this one's just it's kind of fun, kind of dumb, but uh, <laughs> I I think it's still funny and it's right after your pick, but it is. January 2nd against San Antonio, uh, where we get to see Victor Wimbanyana, hopefully. Hopefully he hasn't like done the Zion thing and got injured on him. But that is with Jaw. Um, and so not only is it, uh, I believe, our first opportunity to see him in FedEx Forum, but it is getting to see Will Jaw dunk on Victor Wimbanyana because you know he likes to do it against the Spurs and... You know he true. is going to be thinking this guy is just you know portal 2.0, and he uh, and so I'm excited about that and I'm excited about seeing a cool rookie um, you know that's just interesting and and that to me you know you might you might throw in Portland instead uh, seeing Java Scoot but but I, I like the thought of him trying to dunk on on uh, Wimbanyana so I'm going with that I like it I think it's is it. Wimbin Yama. I think it is an M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yama. Yeah, don't, don't. Wim, uh, pronunciation. We're just gonna go Wimby. Ma. We're just gonna go Wimby on this. Wimby. Wimby. Yeah, I should probably just go Wimby. Yeah. Or just Vic. Well, Vic. In your Vic defense, Vic. Chris Harrington still calls it Yana. Yana. So, yeah. yeah. Wimbin Yana. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going. Um, uh, this is probably not a huge surprise, but I think it's just gonna be hilarious, and that is. December the fifteenth against oh, of course. The first home game against Dylan Brooks in an opposite uniform. <laughs> Honestly, when you talk about like what game do you want to be at, I want to be at this one. I think this is gonna be awesome. Cheer versus booze. I can't prevail. Like, can't wait for him to put up like forty and us lose by like fifteen and it's just gonna be just like hilarious. I it's, won't even be mad. I won't either. It's either going to be that, and they're going to like that. That's going to be like their fourth win of the season, or something like that. <laughs> they're going to be like four and seventeen to start, and one of the four wins is when he puts up like thirty against us. Uh, I think that's just going to be awesome. It's a great pick. All right, uh, this technically is the last round. I of know the, of the uh, contest here, and so. I, you know, it's hard to believe that I'm struggling to find. <laughs> Another, yeah, my, I can come in and steal. I can still pick if you want me to. I bet you can, but I'm gonna I'm gonna not let you do that. And I found a game that I really like. It's game 48, and it is February the first. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers on the road late oh. night. Gonna have to get a little uh, a little a little brew, a little, little cup of brew. Are we sure it's on the road? No, it's home. It's, it's home. home. Oh, it is home. That's yeah, right. Yeah, but it's a late one. It's, it's a late one. Yeah, See, that's, nine oh, That was my one. Tip, I thought you wouldn't choose, which is terrible. Uh, but I mean, I'll be up obviously. 
Um, There's an argument Cleveland. to be made. Last year, the Cleveland home game it was, was the best game of the regular yeah. season. It was a good one. Um, they yeah, did not true. have Mitchell, um, which was a little bit of a That's something. right, but it was still an incredible. We saw Mobley and Garland versus and John Mobley, Jerry. obviously, if you listen to any other podcast, you know that he's just leaps and bounds better than Jaron. So hopefully Jaron can just like do his absolute best and hold his own against the greatest power forward in 30 years in Evan Mobley. So we'll just see how that goes. Um, and then Darius Garland, just like clearly just like right there with Ja, just so much playoff success and stuff like that in the past. Um, I don't know. I think Cleveland is like they think – like the Grizzlies are who people think like Cleveland is and will be. It's like they put all this stock on all these players and like all this young promise and stuff like that. We're a much younger team than Cleveland, which is wild. And everyone just views them as like they're just gonna get it one day. They're gonna get it. Look how look how just good and talented. Like Mobley makes all these plays. Oh my gosh. Like I never thought I'd see a guy do that. And I love how Chris Vernon was talking to Kevin O'Connor one time on their podcast and was like, You mean just like all the stuff Jaron does on a regular basis? And he's like, Yeah, but you know, he's like a year younger than him. it's just the dumbest stuff. Cleveland, they're they're the worst. Uh, we're going to whoop them that night, and I, I would want to be there for that one. Our TNT craps. game, by the way. Yeah, it so, is. Yeah. Last pick. See, I just that, that's the worst. That was uh, You took the game that I, I thought it would come back to me. Hey, um, there's a uh, oh. February the 10th at Charlotte that looks pretty good. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> I mean, uh, do I want to go for the easy one? I think I do. Um, I'll do it. So, Leave it. It's, it's, I don't know. If, I, so, I mean, this is the easy one, but uh, right after. It's a back-to-back, which makes me a little nervous, but uh, I think February 2nd, Golden State home game on a Friday night. It's hard mm. to. Oh, he left it. He left it uh, the yeah, I might have left it. There's a couple I others like that I was Friday looking at. the Friday night Golden State thing. Yeah, right? I mean, I think that's. and, Goes and I just, against your only. I mean, as much as I didn't, take the, I didn't take the MLK game, uh, but I do like seeing the Golden State at least once. It'll um, get the ratings. You know, yeah. uh, maybe the, maybe <laughs> maybe the quote last dance for the Warriors, uh, you know, in the sort of how they look now. Um, you know, it's hard because they're you know you got the you got the Milwaukee Bucks game out there, which I always love. Hold seeing on, that. hold on, don't don't list too I many know, here. We still got one more pick on the board. To, start, I know. Well, I'm I'm starting to delay here. Will's thinking what if I want to do it? But I'll, but I think you took your hand off the but I'll, there. But I'll I'll pull the trigger. I'll pull the trigger. You know, honestly, part of me wants to say whatever the whatever the quarterfinal uh, game, whatever the game that we're not seeing home game. I'm a little That's, interested in that one. I honestly had it on my list, but but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go. I've talked about it enough. Uh, are you still talking February second. The, the quarter. Are you just saying quarterfinals and expect me to just know that that's the plan <laughs> or not the plan? But the end season? I'm, I'm just already putting this there. Um, no, I'll, I'll go with Golden State, February 2nd. Wow. The other Golden State game, I know I'm leaving a couple on the board for Will. I mean, just a gift, a gift, a I gift know. from above. Uh, it is the, the answer is December 19th. It's the first game when John Morant could theoretically return. But he's not. You've already said that. Yeah. Your first pick was no, literally no, no. I said his first home game. I, th- I thought about that one. I, I do think it's risky, though, because just who knows. You're if, right. And that's why it like lasted to be this weird, long. Like, not, not – 
bringing them back immediately. Listen, this is like Jokic dropping to the second round. It's risky. You know, he's a little pudgy. We don't know what he's going to be like in the in the league. But also once in a lifetime. At least I'm he going got, to. Yeah, <laughs> no, you do. It is. Yeah. You do. At worst, it's it's a good road trip, good food. If it's fun the, town. if it's the last pick. I will take it. It's on TNT. I think the NBA kind of knows what they're doing there by putting it on national television. Uh, I think it will be end up being the very first game that Ja is back on the floor. I do no. think no. I, I stand with my first pick, though. Yeah. I think the first game it, in FedEx form is still going to be more special than the, the first night, and that's why uh, this New Orleans game dropped to the fourth round. But I'm happy. I'm happy where the draft board ended up. For your boy, let's review. Um, we'll start with uh, we'll start over here with my picks. Uh, December twenty first, Indiana first jaw uh, potential first jaw home game. Uh, we have February fourth at Boston, the Marcus Smart return. We have New Year's Eve against Sacramento, and we have the potential first John Morant just game in general back on the floor. That's December nineteenth. For Kraft, we had the uh, Friday after Black Friday game against the Phoenix Suns, which was a, uh, a also a tournament group uh, stage game. There we have the first game um, w- against the Lakers with Ja being back, and that was January fifth. We have Victor Wimbenyama's uh, first game in FedEx Forum, January second, coming off of after that New Year's Eve game but we have San Antonio coming to the house and then the final pick the February 2nd home game against the Golden State Warriors ties four picks we have the first game against Golden State January 15th at home we have the New Orleans Pelicans opening night on October 25th we have the Dylan Brooks return game on December 15th and we have the Cleveland Cavaliers making their only stop in Memphis on February 1st with Darius Garland versus Ja Morant. So, really great draft, Craft. Uh, what were the other ones? Did you have any honorable mentions you wanted to throw out? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm for me, it's always like the Minnesota home games. Uh, you know, I think do we only, only have one? one this year? Technically, right? Technically, now. so that in some ways, you know. Uh, that's always special. I think I just we just always enjoy uh, playing against them, and it's, it's honestly always good to see Anthony Edwards live. I usually like that. Um, I was trying to think about some of the other games. Um, that that one stood out. Uh, we have know, the the night the game against Denver. I mean, you get to see the defending champs the very first Friday night game of the season. I think that's going to be really really fun. Yeah, um, that'll be fun. I mean, it's it's. I hate that it's so early. Um, you know, it is. You know, one interesting thing. I you know, I was hating on those those Lakers Nuggets games at the end. You know, one interesting wrinkle this year that will be inter- that will be fun to watch is people needing to get to sixty five games uh, for the end of season awards. And so that'll be interesting to see if some of these games that I think won't matter that much might actually get people playing uh, more minutes. Because I know that the NBA is also apparently going to. Make sure that you actually play. You don't just like make an appearance um, and then get out of there. Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, but I, you know, I love all the games, so I get excited about all of them. Um, but I think we kind of hit all the ones that I would be interested in seeing. There's only two I had left on my. I list. mean, Milwaukee is one that I like. Yes. February fifteenth, that was one, just because I always enjoy. Obviously, Our that might have been revenge game. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh yeah, and that video coordinator, video yeah. coordinator. But he's, that, out, he's out for blood, and yeah. that that also 
you know, it wasn't a good game as far as like the Cleveland close, but that might have been the most fun I had all year was the us playing the Bucks and the Wave and all that stuff last year. So that was a super fun game. So I'd be excited about seeing that. You know, you got the you got um the Washington Wizards game just because it'll be Tyus return. That'll be nice to see Tyus back. That'll be fun. I had the um it's this was more of like a fifth or sixth round pick, but I had the the Clippers at home Friday night, the very first game after All Star break. I feel like the players come back refreshed. It's it's the home stretch of the season. You want to start it out on the right foot, and you know who knows if what Clippers guys are going to be playing. But anytime you have an opportunity to see Kawhi and Paul George um, play in FedEx Forum, plus the, like I said, the scheduling there, I think that could be an interesting one. I also had Friday, November 10th, uh, Utah Jazz at home, just because it is technically the first Mm -hmm. group stage game that's all Friday night. I think uh, the first Lakers game at home, it's super late. It's, It's March 27th. Um, but obviously it's always fun to have the Lakers at home. They were the team that put us out of the playoffs. I think that crowd will have obviously hopefully extra energy. I mean, although, you know, a lot of people like to sell their tickets. One interesting thing about it though, is it, it is, it is in the middle of a seven of eight games on the road stretch. And so there is this sense in which basically we're not going to play at FedEx form for almost three weeks except for this one game and it's the Lakers game. So, so that, that could be a really good, you know, that would have been a, I think a good draft pick if we'd had, if Brantley had been here, that probably, I bet that game would have been taken. Yeah. So got to, um, I was going to ask, what do y'all think about, um, uh, which maybe I'm misdirecting, but what do y'all think about the amount of national TV games we got compared to other teams or were you unhappy with any, you know, I know we talked about thinking the thunder would get some love thinking the Cleveland Cavaliers, some other teams, but were y'all pretty? Were y'all fine with the amount of games? I think I was fine. I had. think I kind of mentioned that off the top. I think that's about. I mean, kind of what I was expecting, um, especially when you look at. We only have one, technically, before Ja comes back, and then twelve after he's expected to return. So you would think that if we had him for the full season, there would probably be maybe two or three earlier in the year that we would get. I would get. I'm honestly looking at it that opening night against new orleans or our second game of the year against denver if we had jaw healthy you would think one of those two would probably be on national television there'd probably be a couple more too maybe our first game against dallas i could see something like that happening um or the at you know at lakers on november the 14th um so yeah that's kind of what i was expecting and then when you looked at it with like you know they kind of looped it into like tiers of teams Having like like you were saying earlier, like twenty six to thirty. Yeah, have like it pulled up. Yeah, I was going to list them. I was going to yeah. list them, and okay. y'all let me know when you're surprised by one that had more. So than look us. at our tier, and I think if yeah. you look at our tier, I, I I'd be like that makes sense. So Golden State, L A. Of course, like of course, Boston, Phoenix, Denver makes sense. The Denver one's kind of surprising. To yeah, be it was surprising how many games they had just because. I mean, obviously, the, the title. But I'm, I mean, I'm glad it made me happy. Was yeah. it the like NBA the respected rating? them? Well, also like NBA Finals in the last like forever. But also, I think that these West Coast teams that are in that time zone, and I know they're in the Mountain time zone, but they still start late, and I feel like they have an advantage in national TV because there's only so many, yep, and you want to have a full slate. So, um, New York Knicks, of course, Dallas. Uh, there's an argument there. Definitely uh, argument there. Milwaukee. Philadelphia and Miami. See, I would I would still bet on all of them having more than us anyway. And then the the three other teams kind of around our number were the Clippers, the Kings, and the Spurs. 
So the Spurs is, of course, the big bet on Wimbanyama and, of course, yeah. people wanting to see him. I could see it in a room where you're deciding these TV games. I could see that someone could make the case. Um, they might run into the Zion problem with an injury. Hopefully not. Dude, but. Windhorse flew to France <laughs> for the lottery yeah. to interview this guy. Like, do you not think ESPN is going to put them on TV as many chances as they get? So that I just hope we don't have a Zion situation. I mean, my my concern, honestly, is less the the injury is just, you know, that, that I think – Especially with big guys, I mean, he might just not be that's exciting. what I was gonna say, man. I like, just think he's just he's a good be, defensive player. I think you're gonna watch Wimby and you're gonna be like, Oh, he looks no, oh, that was a pretty good that's a pretty good thing he did out there. And a lot of the times, like, yeah, he looks fine. Like, I just remember watching Chet Holmgren this year in Summer League, and these NBA Twitter people would post like one clip of him doing something awesome. And being like, look at this guy. And I was like, I just watched that entire game. The dude looked just completely fine. Like, he was just fine. He was out there. Yeah, he did some good stuff, did some bad stuff, lost the ball a lot. I think that's going to be Wimby in a nutshell. I think it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, look at this highlight. And then the other 47 minutes of the game, you're like, yeah, he was out there. He was doing yeah, stuff, it, It's guess. just going to be very interesting to me to see what uh, – if, if he – if he brings the excitement that I think Zion and then obviously Jaw did, but Jaw kind of had to earn it, obviously. But that Zion, you know, that I just don't know if there's going to be the same buzz. Like, I, if he does not get off to a good start, I, I, in fact, if I'm the Spurs, I'm a little upset how often we're on national TV early because I'm, even the Spurs like to be under the radar anyway. I think. I mean, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see just if he, if psychologically, that's kind of. Just an interesting because I do think you know I, I I chose that them coming here in my draft because I am excited to see players like uh, Jaw try to dunk on him and I just think you're going to see a lot of that a lot of guys saying they've crowned this guy too early uh, type attitudes so I don't I mean it's just an interesting thing for me that they put him on I mean I guess it obviously makes sense like you were saying when horse when horse in uh, Paris but you know. We'll see. I'm surprised, honestly, that the Cavs didn't get a little bit more. Um, they're that makes sense to me, actually. After they just fizzled so hard in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I just think they sell a little bit better early on than than a team like the Grizzlies would. Um, just early on, I think with John Morant, though, like you're seeing, we have three more games than what used to be our franchise record. Uh, prior to last year. Like, last year we had 18. Before that, the most we'd ever had was 10. And we have we have 13 this year. So it's not as if we fell off that much. And I, I do think there is still a John Morant effect, and the NBA knows it. And that's why we have these games. I mean, the Thunder and Pelicans were in, a, in that tier below us. I think you could make an argument, like, the Clippers, to me, are such a risk for national te- TV. I don't... If I were an executive, I'd be nervous every time that they were scheduled. There's so much fatigue around the Clippers. Like, That's what I'm saying. I, I, no one know, cares about them anymore. What were you saying about the Nuggets with that? I, I wonder if they, if the Clippers were didn't have that West Coast benefit of just needing that late game. I wonder if they'd even have as many as they have. I don't think they true. would. No, very true. And, I mean, the only teams really that have an argument below are potentially the uh, – Bulls, Timberwolves, Jazz group. I mean, but not that much. I don't think there's much that's intriguing there besides the fact that the Timberwolves could implode, the Bulls could implode, and the Jazz could make another run and have they have the pieces to make a big trade. And so do you regret, 
you know, not having them for very many if they do end up making, you know, a giant trade that's unexpected. And so, I don't know. I, I feel like it makes sense. The spread makes sense to me. There's an argument for a few teams, like Dallas, of course, I think is too high. But when you have Luka and Kyrie, you're going to have that sell. So obviously, OKC is a small market team. Are you all surprised they didn't get more? Um, I'm... I think that we are seeing uh, the more objective reality 100%. when it comes reflected on the actual put your money where your mouth is for TV than what people um, see who cover the NBA seem to think that they There's are. There's like 30 people on Twitter that think OKC is awesome, and the other billion people out there are like, who, who's this team? Yeah. That Shea guy's pretty good. Who are, who else? Are you they have two guys about? named Jalen Williams. Whoa. Whoa, they're, that's cool. Yeah, I think it's just like, they're such a buzzy. It's like, oh, I know NBA. So therefore, like, OKC, that's the it's team. The indie. It's the indie. Yeah, it team. is. It's just like, oh, I watch. I'm, I'm a deep cut. And it's like, ah, this team's fine. Yeah. Be 500 for a year and then come talk to me. All right, final notes. Anything else that we haven't trying to unpacked? Think of more terrible things I can bring up on OKC while I'm at it. <laughs> It's going to be a running theme on this yeah, pod if you I'm can't just, tell. I'm I'm just excited. I mean, I just this always gets me really excited. I can actually it's think real. about it. The it's real. real. Um, I'm already getting ready for our uh, trying to think through the first ten uh, projection for our uh, weekend uh, podcast too, which gets excited. Um, and I, I was laughing that you know Stephen Adams stats uh, put out there. Come on the pod. I, yeah, he. I I laughed because. Uh, I found somebody more homerish than me in the sense that he said we have 14 easy wins in the first 25. <laughs> and if we just so if we just go four and five in the tough games, that means we're 18 and seven with Chalk coming back. Listen. And I was like, that is that's I think that's even bolder Man. than I would ever think about. 18 and seven. If we're 18 and seven before Jock comes back, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. Yeah. So. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this has been another fun edition of Grizzden Pod. It is just an annual tradition, unlike any other, that we get to unpack the schedule That's with not you copyrighted guys. Copyrighted at all? That's right. <laughs> I, I'll edit that out. Jim Nance, don't you don't you come at us? That's right. Uh, Jim Nance, come call a Grizz game. Um, but uh, thanks for tuning in Uh, please subscribe please share it really does help us Uh, for Kraft for Ty for Brantley I'm Will we will talk to you very soon